0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of today's Corner Kick Podcast with me, Sebastian Noren, Holly Costell, and Elliot Niblock. Uh, I'm enjoying some free, prime Swedish weather right now back in my hometown of Gothenburg. Nice ocean breeze, 80 degrees. What are you there for? Uh, I go back on Tuesday. Ah, nice. So I got a couple, couple more days here, but when it jumped into the ocean today, it was uh, pretty cold, but still very nice. And, uh,. Yeah, just enjoyed my time in Manchester and saw Slaton be Slatan, which we'll come to in a bit when we'll talk about Manchester United taking on hold. But first and foremost, how are things in New York City, Pauly?
1: They're good. They're good. Yeah. Weather's, weather's being behaving, so we're good. Well, that's
0: good. Cool. Elliot, where in the
1: states are you right now?
2: I actually got back to Montana after a tour of many different cities and a handful of different states over the last three weeks, so... Finally in my home.
0: Finally at home, and your alarm clock does not work, as <laughs>
2: <laughs> I usual. I, yeah, I set it for 7 p.m. I do that all the damn time.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's when it's better to have it in uh, military time.
1: All right, all right. Let's not get too European on. Yeah, I was
2: going to say, spoken <laughs> truly like a European who is... Kind of... We were born
1: here. We use the a.m. and p.m. scale, and yeah. along with that comes... Once a year, you set your alarm for the wrong one.
2: Yeah, what do you do with your st- accurate measurements and your base 10 bullshit?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, that would be fun if the military used AM and PM too. Uh, okay, let's jump into it. We've we'll, we'll got a full slate of games here, uh, a lot of them on Saturday and then a couple on Sunday. Uh, things kick off on Saturday with Tottenham taking on Liverpool. Uh, Spurs, they got a one nothing win over Crystal Palace. Uh, Victor Van Yama scored his first goal for Spurs. And then Liverpool, after a thrilling 4-3 victory over Arsenal in the first game of the season, they got snubbed 2-0 by Burnley. So, uh, inconsistent Liverpool taking on a Tottenham that, you know, they got a draw in the first game and then they got a victory. Which Liverpool do you think will show up at White Hart Lane on Saturday, Paulie?
1: I think the good... Liverpool will show up, but I don't think they. I still think Tottenham are the best. I think Tottenham are just one of those teams where it's taken them a while to get back in the rhythm because the entire first team missed the preseason. Mm -hmm. Um, So they didn't really have a preseason. So it's just, it's taking them a while to get into this. Um, The good Liverpool should show up. They're not like, they don't really stay bad for too long, just the same way that they don't stay good for too long. I think Tottenham right now, they're just a little bit confused about how they want to play. Do they want to play with with Jansen and Kane up front? Do they want to play with just one of them and, and, you know, get one Yama and Dyer and Ali into the midfield? So they're they're still figuring everything out. And I think it's going to be a combination of both. You know, some games you are going to see them go in like a more 4-4-2 with Jansen and Kane because they do need to get Jansen games. But other games you're going to see one or the other because, again, they're there to keep each other fresh.
0: Exactly. That's the thing. Jansen was brought in because they didn't really have anything behind Kane. So I I think they're doing a disservice to, I understand that he needs games, but yeah, I would start with just Kane up front and then let Jansen come off the bench.
2: Yeah, I mean, at least at this point, there's, there's no illusion that he's anything but an understudy at this point, but he's a
1: darn good one. Yes. Right, but I mean, again, at home against Crystal Palace, that's the game to you know <laughs> yes, exactly. to, to get somebody rest. Like that's yes. the game where, oh, okay, we'll start both. We'll rest Ali this game. Mm-hmm. The rest of the yeah. team, they're just they're still, you know, getting to know each other from the preseason, which is why it's such a great time to now go on another international break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. After this round of games, we got the international break as World Cup qualifier gets underway in Europe. Uh, so Liverpool. You know, Alberto Moreno has not been very good at left-back. He got dropped last game against Burnley, and James, I play, play anywhere Milner, fills in at left-back.
1: I play anywhere on the field, but not well. Well, you know, you can make
0: that argument, but he's, well, a, the, true, a, he's a true servant to the club.
2: Yeah, a util- mediocre journeyman utility player. Is,
1: yes. is James Milner the modern-day John O'Shea?
0: Uh, I mean, did O'Shea play that much in midfield, though? Wasn't he just all over the, the back line?
1: He, uh, look, when I started following the team and when I started buying FIFA, he was always <laughs> listed as a midfielder.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. No, what I remember from Jan O'Shea at United was that he usually filled in anywhere in the, in the back right. line. But... I mean,
1: he spent like a year, though, playing left back. He spent a year playing left back. He spent a year playing right back. He spent a lot of time in the middle. He did play at center back at, at, he did play central first. He always, when he came on as a sub, it was always as a central midfielder. He always came on as like the extra guy to like bolster and hold the lead and stuff.
0: Yeah. I think James Milner went from being an out and out winger to a central midfielder. And now he's at left back. Um, so, yeah, Liverpool, they they need a new left back. Desperately need a new left back. Uh, we'll, we'll see if they get anything done here before the transfer window closes. They might but be
1: getting a new goalie, though,
0: which they yes. also need. Do need yeah, well, I mean, they bought a new one, and then he got hurt. So, now they're they stuck with... might be
1: getting one on the cheap from Manchester City.
0: Yeah. I... I is... Okay, is Liverpool that little of a threat to Manchester City that they would let Joe Hart go to Liverpool? I mean, yes. we're jumping
2: ahead here, but yeah. Yes.
1: That, uh, the I, answer that is, baffles me. The answer is it's it's twofold. It's yes and it's it's one is yes, they are that little of a threat to Manchester City. Liverpool are trying to or are, are trying to fight for a top 4 place. Uh Manchester City are trying to fight for a, a, a league title. And uh-huh. Um the, the number two is if Liverpool are the team that's showing interest in Joe Hart, this is more of Manchester City, the club, doing something as, as a, a return the favor to Joe Hart, a servant of the club, and saying, you know, you want to play, you're not going to play here, and we're going to help you move on.
0: Mm. Mm. So let's get our scoring prediction in here. Tottenham taking on Liverpool.
1: I'm just mad that Liverpool lost to Burnley and I couldn't revel in it. Because I had to play the long game. They lost at Burnley, and I didn't want to make fun of them for doing that because I know that the same thing is going to happen to United. So it's like the – I'll extend the olive branch now so that you extend it back to me when it happens happens to me.
0: I mean, Turf Moor is your least favorite place to go.
1: It's up there with Craven Cottage.
0: There you go. There you go. Okay, I – okay, let's go with the home win. I'm going to say – 2-1 2-1 Tottenham.
2: Yeah, that the, I'm on the same page. I don't think that they keep a clean sheet without Lloris, but I do think they win it.
1: Uh, I'm
0: going go to go hmm. 1-0. Then we got Chelsea taking on Burnley. And Burnley, as we already said, they came off that 2-0 victory over Liverpool, whereas Chelsea got another 2-1 win. They beat Watford, another late goal by Diego Costa. And another case for him not being on the pitch when he scores.
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw this, I saw this movie already. Like, we've seen the same movie twice. Yeah. <laughs> why, do we keep, why do we keep going to the same movie every Saturday? Like, it's summertime. There's a lot of great movies out, and we keep going to the same one every Saturday. And it's unbelievable how referees just won't send this guy off. Yeah. The first, the first referee to send off Diego Costa when he actually deserves to be sent off uh, is going to be a national hero in England. You know what's going to happen? <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, what, yeah, you know what's
1: going to happen, though? Is he's going to do something so ridiculous one week, and he's not going to get sent off. And like the following week, he's going to get sent off for the smallest infraction, and it's, it's going to be the worst call in the world. And that's what's going to happen. There's going to be so much backlash because it, he's going to get a red card for something that... uh doesn't deserve a red card. Yeah, It would be like uh, U.S. soccer suspending Hope Solo for calling the Swedish team cowards when really they're suspending her for beating the crap out of her nephew. They just did it two years later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's not even talk about her.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) Chelsea at home, I feel like they're pretty strong, so... We don't have to delve too deep into this one. I think Chelsea's going to take it. Uh, Burnley did have a good game against Liverpool, despite you know not having much of the ball at all. I think Liverpool ended up with like 80% of possession in that game. Um, but I do see Chelsea as a lot stronger in defense. Um, so 2-0 Chelsea. Man, Seb, you're stealing my thunder on all of these,
2: you know. <laughs>
1: sorry uh, which uh, is bad because if, if we're gonna first of all we should have done this to begin with to go over the scores right now oh let's so, yeah, not right. no
0: let's not no no, no.
1: <laughs> Elliot's in the lead with 18 I'm right on his I'm right on his behind with 17 and then there's Seb with 8 yes it's essentially like, this is like Man United and Man City at the top of the table right now, and then Seb is like Arsenal all the way at the bottom. <laughs> yeah,
2: see, I'm not actually picking any EPL games here. I'm just picking Seb as the underdog to come make a comeback this week. So I'm also yeah. going 2-0 for Chelsea.
1: I don't think Chelsea's been good this year. Am I nuts for thinking that?
0: No, I mean, I think it's just a different system. I don't think they're going to play as exciting under Conte, but I think they're going to rack up wins,
1: But they've been pulling wins out of their ass against yeah. Watford and yeah. against West Ham at home.
0: Oh. Yeah, now they play Burnley at home.
1: Yeah, I'll go 1-0. I, I think
2: this is the game in which Chelsea turns it on and you know maybe even wins by more than 2-0, but certainly has uh, cruises to a comfortable victory, especially at Stamford Bridge. I mean that like yeah, yeah I agree with you, Paulie. They haven't really been playing that well, but this squad is just it's got a lot of talent in it and I have to believe that they're gonna kick on eventually and this seems like They've had a the lot of talent in it last year so. when they finished well, tenth. Yeah, but they you know, were driven they're still into playing the with special ground tenth. by the
1: special one. They're playing with that tenth place talent right now. <laughs> Don't uh, forget they had to play a League Cup game this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, Batshuayi scored twice, so that's good for him. Uh, Crystal Palace they play at home against Bournemouth. Uh, both of them lost one nothing. Uh, like we said, Crystal Palace won nothing to Tottenham, whereas um, Bournemouth suffered a one nothing defeat to West Ham. Uh, who's gonna? Are we gonna see a winner in this one, or are we looking at a draw?
1: If one team scores more than the other, we'll get a winner in this one. That's my hot take for this one.
0: Yeah, no. What do did you anybody
1: see-, see? Did anybody see the Bournemouth, uh, the Bournemouth Macomb or whatever, whoever the hell they played midweek in the League Cup? Did anybody see that? No. Nope. It literally, that stadium was so small. It literally looked like you had one cameraman standing there with a camcorder on the sideline, and that was the angle that you got. Nice. <laughs> like you couldn't see the you couldn't see the goals unless that camera made like a complete ninety degree turn.
2: I actually I once saw a, a U.S. Cup game between the Portland Timbers and the Seattle Sounders when there was like a conflicting Seahawks game, so they played at. They, I mean, they plenty, essentially played at a nice youth soccer facility, but a youth soccer facility in the suburbs of Seattle, and it was yeah. they had exactly one camera. <laughs>
0: Well, at least it didn't play on a tiny, tiny field at a baseball stadium.
1: Yeah, touche. Yes. Is that a dig at the women or a dig at NYCFC?
0: No, it was a dig at oh. the women's game because that was <laughs> just ridiculous how small it was. NYCFC
1: plays at a pretty tiny field, though. <sighs> oh, <yeah. laughs> to answer your question, though, uh, a 1-1 draw.
0: Mm. I'm going to go a scoreless draw.
1: Mm, I'm going to go Bournemouth 1-0. Okay.
0: Hmm. Finally, some, some. This is the game so, where
1: Elliot like gets it right. No, I think yeah. I have the most points though. All
0: right, we'll see. Then I Everton, they're right. Yeah, Everton, they're at home to Stoke. Um, Everton, they took a two to one win over West Bromwich Albion, and Stoke. Yeah, they four uh, one loss to Manchester City. Uh, do you think things have sort of calmed down in Everton now that Lukaku said that he wants to say?
1: I mean, I guess. I guess they're not, like, scrambling around. They can concentrate on other needs. Yeah. Didn't they just make a move recently
0: for someone? Yeah, they signed Janik uh, Boulasse.
1: Yeah, well, besides that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bilasi apparently had like the worst debut ever. My friends were watching the game and they were like, Bilasi came on and just like didn't move until he realized like, oh, I'm on my debut and I should try to impress people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was, they, how much did they end up paying for him? It was quite a lot.
1: 27, I think. Yeah. The average
0: end. Yeah, he came it, on it's, with it's, like.
1: It's been rough for Stoke though.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: Damn, they they kind of suck.
0: I don't know really what the deal I mean, City, you can't, you know. City is a really good squad. And letting in two goals in the first half by Aguero, you know, there's no shame to that really. But, yeah, they haven't looked up to snuff really. They did get it's- a... 4 nil St- victory over Stevenage in the EFL Cup.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, guess who got a hat-trick?
1: Uh, Arnautovic. Peter Crouch.
2: Oh, God. Oh.
1: <laughs> He's still alive.
2: I had no cup idea games. he was still on the team. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would take Everton in this one. Um Let's go, ooh, Lukaku. He needs to score some goal for my fantasy team. So let's Lukaku go 3-1. Play? Yes. He's playing. He's back. 3-1. Yeah,
1: I was going to do, do 3-1, and now I'm kind of hesitant to do it. <laughs>
0: yeah, don't <laughs> pick he the same as me. doesn't really know yeah. what
1: he's talking about.
2: Exactly. 2-1. Mm, Still Everton wins, though.
1: I'm going to go 2-2. We'll give, we'll give him a draw. Ah,
2: Stoke, is Stoke is back. Stoke is back in the back, back of Peter Crouch. Nacho Monreal on He won't play in this one. But no, back. he won't play. He won't. Oh, play. God, he <laughs> won't. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't even yeah. know he was on the team. Yeah.
0: Uh, then we got Leicester City taking on Swansea City. Uh, Leicester got a scoreless draw against Arsenal. They were robbed of a penalty late in the game. Thanks to our favorite referee, Mark Clattenburg.
1: Is that, but that's also like the first time Leicester didn't get the penalty call. Like, you know, that call always went their way last year.
0: Yes, it surely did.
1: That's the difference. But when you get a team like Arsenal on your schedule, you got to get the three points.
0: Yeah. And then Swansea, they suffered a 2 nothing loss to Hull City.
1: Someone saying conspicuously quiet about this right now. I need a State of the Arsenal Union affair. Oh, God. If that made any... State of the Union on the Arsenal affairs. I mean... Yep, that size is exactly what I expected. Yeah. It's, I mean, it like, I... are struggling for words. Yeah, I am. Yep. It's,
2: it, it is baffling, you know? And the, all of the reports that I've seen over the last, I guess, 12 hours, essentially suggest that we are on the verge of signing both Shkodran Mustafi and Lucas Perez from La Liga.
1: But well, Wait, I thought you just... signed Lucas Perez. What's that? I said, I thought you signed Lucas Perez. No, the, late,
0: the latest is that they're both heading to London for their medicals. Yeah,
2: today. But, today. But the, but it's still, it's it's so quintessentially Arsenal in that just like willing to kinda of play like garbage and drop five points in our first two fixtures just in order to shave some money off the price. And I shouldn't I shouldn't be so dismissive of that, because yeah, it's probably a few million pounds. But at the same time, it's just it's infuriating to go into the season once again feeling like I am supporting a club without any ambition. Because this is, I mean, I you know I said a couple weeks ago that Arsenal have the best midfield in the Premier League, and I still think that's probably true. But without any consistency in the center of defense, or a you know, and a totally toothless attack, like, how are we going to win games? We're going to keep getting one point out of six, back and forth, back and forth, and it just it is infuriating. And if Wenger thinks that he's challenging for the Premier League title, then. He is a delusional man because this is not a team that is challenging for the title. This is, you know, Paulie, as you said earlier of Liverpool, this is a team that's already looking like they're in a top four scrap. And we're in the match day three. It is, it's absolutely infuriating. And yeah, do I think that they can bounce back? Of course. I mean, as I said, I still think that they have the best midfield in the Premier League. And they've got, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe Lucas Perez is a diamond in the rough whom I've never heard of. But it's Anytime just you could sign, like to talk choice. about, like, that he's challenging for the Premier League. Anyway, go on, Polly. Uh.
1: Anytime you could sign, like, your fifth-choice striker, because they he's, like, the fifth yeah. guy that yeah. they've yeah. gone after. You have to do it.
0: Like, he's, mm, yeah. he's
1: literally, like, the fifth guy that they've gone after. And like at that. This, you're so low on the totem pole. And it's like, we went after Higuain, or we were rumored to go after Higuain, and dead, and... This guy and that, and Jamie Vardy, and then it's like, and now you're getting Lucas Perez.
2: He's just a body for the trenches. Which, admittedly, we we need bodies for the trenches in both center back if and striker. An but... like,
1: if, if I was an Arsenal fan, here's my problem Lucas Perez doesn't move the needle. It seems no. like he's kind of just like a guy, like you bring in, like Tottenham brought in Jensen. So, like Jensen's going to be a good player, but he's not here to replace Harry Kane. So. Perez is going to be, maybe he'll be a good player, but I don't think he's here to replace Olivier Giroud, which means Giroud is still going to play, and you're still going to watch Giroud headballs wide time after time after time. Um, yes. So if Lucas Perez plays, like, where does, so like when you're going to rest Giroud, now it's going to be Lucas Perez as opposed to it being Theo Walcott, which means you still have to give Theo Walcott games, which means now Theo Walcott's going to play on the, on the wings again. Along with your other players who are already playing on the wings, which means Alex Awobi, who is like the one player you can get excited about, <laughs> is now going to be on the bench.
2: I don't know. I mean, I I think that Wenger is a lot of things, but afraid to blood young talent is not one of them. And I I could see Awobi knocking Walcott down the pecking order.
1: But then where does Alex Oxlade Chamberlain go?
2: And well, and it also it's a different question in, when. Ertzel is starting and when he isn't, right? Because he started, well, started Oxlade-Chamberlain get... on the left-hand side last week, which I think was clear that he was not as effective there. But I think Ox and Ertzel as your two starting wingers, and then especially with Kazorla fit in the middle, because I think that he is better centrally than on the wing, But and then you bring in Wobi as a substitute for one of the two of them, uh, probably Ox, but... Yeah, I mean, Woby's gonna Woby's gonna get playing time in this team. Like, I'm not concerned.
1: You about are, that. Uh, but then that's a question of like, where does Ramsey go? Because Ramsey's one of your better players. Oh, There's a lot get of questions fit first here.
2: Before we get across that bridge,
1: mm. yeah, well, that's that's the get fit first before we cross the bridge is the Arsenal story. <laughs> no uh, yes, we uh, are getting Mesut Ozil back this week, yeah. but he. I mean, he came Mes- on as a sub last week as well. But you're getting Mesut Ozil after an international tournament. Mesut Ozil, which my friend from Arsenal, my friend is an Arsenal supporter, has been lamenting this all, all year going, ah, oh, damn, Ozil sucks in the years after international tournaments. And I thought he was just saying it because, oh, like, you know, he's, he gets off the slow starts or something, or he's just not as good. Uh, I looked it up. He does suck after international tournaments.
0: Mm. Let's get back to Leicester against Swansea, though.
1: Didn't we finish that game? Or
0: oh, oh, no, no, we we went yes, Arsenal tangent all the way. Uh, I think Leicester—they're going to have some luck with them. Swansea uh, off to a pretty shaky start, so two-one to the Foxes.
2: Uh, Gosh. Man, I just keep wanting to follow you down into the depths. <laughs> uh, <sighs> yeah, I'm going to go 2 1 2, man.
1: I'm going 2 0. They're going to keep that clean sheet. Oh, okay. No, they better
0: not because I switched out Michael from my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southampton, they take on Sunderland, where we find my other fantasy goalkeeper. Tracer Forster.
2: Yeah, not so, Vita Minoni.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, not Vita Minoni. No, no, no. Um, So, yeah, Southampton, uh, they suffered a 2-0 loss to Manchester United. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, two goals. I was at the arena. It was, yeah. Was it was as though you were memory.
2: in a theater of dreams, was it?
0: It was like I was in the Vatican of <laughs> soccer. It was a... Holy place. It was religious. It was we'll get to that amazing. later. Otherwise
1: we're gonna end up yes. on an Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well
0: yeah, Manchester United yeah, tangent. Boys. Uh yeah, so Southampton they lost. Uh Sunderland, they you know, they also lost. Um yeah, they suffered another two to one loss. They suffered it against Middlesbrough this time after two goals by Christian Stuani. Um yeah, David Moyes. He already admitted that you know Sunderland—they're going to be in the relegation battle. It's not a shocker it's to anyone, really.
1: That's like looking—that's like looking at Sunderland and being like, "This is the squad you have, and that there's a reason that I picked them to get relegated at the beginning of the year because they—they no. are not good." No, and I mean I don't think they're done making moves. They—you
0: know—they keep signing players. We'll see if you know they can sign enough signing talent to keep, keep them up.
1: They keep being really interested in players. They're like Arsenal. Yeah. They're really interested in guys, and then nothing comes of it.
0: Hey, Steven Pinar.
1: <laughs> oh God, yeah. That dude. David Moyes, I understand <laughs> you're trying to put a band back together, but like putting your two thousand six band back together in two thousand sixteen <laughs> isn't poor.
0: Yeah. How old is Pinar now? Thirty-five. Thirty two. I He's- don't know. I haven't
1: heard his name in four years. Yeah, neither yeah.
0: I Yeah, Southampton, they're gonna get a win here. I'm going with the He's clean 34. sheet of course.
2: Thirty four. Yeah, there we go. Four.
0: Yeah, I don't give Sunderland a chance in this one. Uh, one nothing Southampton.
2: God bless it, Seb.
0: You gotta be kidding. Sorry, uh, should I stop going first?
2: Uh, I I almost want to give Sunderland a one-one draw just because I don't want to keep hanging on your coattails, given your track record in the first two weeks. But I'm. Um, yeah, I was gonna so, say then
0: go two nothing.
2: Nah, yeah, I I think Southampton are gonna win. I think this is gonna be Fraser Forster's clean sheet and. I'm, I'm going to go 1-0 also.
1: I am giving them that draw. 1-1. One, one. David Moyes pulls one out of his ass because of Adnan Yanezai and Lyndon Gooch. The Gooch. The, Mar- the Gooch. The American gets involved this week. Yeah. And because I watched Southampton last week, they're not that good. I didn't, I didn't like what I saw out of them.
0: No. they Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, yeah, for some reason they kept putting crosses out on the left-hand side. They were just off. It was really weird seeing them do that time after time. Uh, Watford, they take on Arsenal, the London Derby. Um, yeah, Arsenal, 13th place. Watford, 14th place. Shouldn't read too much into that after just two games. But this is a big one for Watford. This is one of their biggest games of the season.
1: Is, is this, I'm going to ask the question. Yes. Is this a relegation six-pointer?
0: <laughs> oh, you're being too mean. You're being way too mean, to Elliot. Now uh, he hasn't he hasn't even finished his morning coffee here. And you, no, I
2: barely I barely begun it. I mean, just also, push
0: the dagger. Hey, we're yeah. we're still
2: you know we still are going to finish higher than Chelsea did last year. Which, if you'd told me that a year ago, now I'd be like, oh, cool. So we're going to be challenging for the title. Uh, yep. God. And the scary thing is that this Watford team has been playing so well in the first two weeks, right? Like, just barely collapsing to lose against Chelsea and then, you know, eking out the 1-1 draw against Southampton. Although, I I still, you know, regardless of crosses on the left, still maybe rate them higher than y'all. But I... I don't know. I I I don't even, I, I like feel lost in the woods at this point with this Arsenal team. I I again. I'm, I'm gonna choose based on talent, and it's a squad that should win this game. Yeah, uh, they should. I I've got I've got to give it to him. I've got to give it. I to mean,
0: them. at this point, you're you're basically praying that Mustafi gets done tonight so he can play.
2: Yeah. I mean, cause, Cause, you know
0: because throwing him in in the starting 11 without even training with the team would still be better than what they have right now.
2: I I think that the thing is – so here's the thing is that I think that Rob Holding is a is a really promising defender but I also yeah, think but that that Rob doesn't Rob mean Holdings, he's ready to
1: play every day.
2: Yes, exactly. No. But uh, but even beyond beyond like a fitness level I also think that he's still a raw enough player that he's going to create chances for the other team and, on occasion. And I you know we saw that in the first two weeks, and again I like I've got a lot of time for the guy, but I'll have a lot more time for him in two or three years I mean especially just like looking at him, he looks like someone who's twenty who needs two more years to really fill out his frame, especially in a position like center half and we looked a different team with Cashelni at the back than without him. God, I just like the last-ditch pseudo-center-back that is Callum Chambers. I, I I don't. Th- I, again, I don't think that we keep a clean sheet, but I think that we kick on and score some goals and win this 1-3-1. Okay,
0: I'll go 2-1, Arsenal.
1: Mesut Ozil, 2012, after the Euros, with Real Madrid, when he had a really good squad with him. First assist in October, first goal in November... 2014, after the World Cup with Arsenal, first ass- one goal, one assist in September, and that was it until February. He did miss a chunk of October, November, December with a knee injury, but yeah, Mesut Ozil after international tournaments is not the best Mesut Ozil. I, I like the way Watford played last week. Why you guys give no love to Watford?
2: I, I already said that. I said they look like a dangerous team, and they could win this, but I've got to choose this. What were
1: your scores? I forgot to write them down. Two um, to one.
2: And I said three to Both one. Both of you? No, I said no. three to one. I broke away from Seb this time by one there you go. using the same result.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I – I'm going 2-2. Two, two. Two, two. Arsenal loses this game more so than Watford wins it.
0: Okay. Yeah, Etienne Capoue has been good for Watford so far, scored two goals in two games. It's not bad at all. Then time for Troy
1: Dina to get himself going.
0: Yeah, exactly. So late game on Saturday, that's Hull taking on Manchester United, uh, third place Hull against second place Manchester United. Uh, even after two weeks, that's you know pretty pretty good work there by Hull, coming off that two to one or two nothing in victory over Swansea. Uh, Sean Maloney and Abel Hernandez scored in that one. Uh, yeah, United, like we said. Two nothing victory over Southampton. on with both goals. My prediction of twenty five for slotton is looking mighty
1: fine. You'll be pleased to hear I thought about dropping Harry Kane in my fantasy team and and it start, and lighting a fire under his season and picking up Zlatan, which would kill him, and I did not do it.
0: Good, because I already have him ask my captain, and he's been doing. Of course you some, do. Of course, phenomenally well.
1: Yes. Of course. That was probably the first button you clicked when you picked your fantasy team.
0: Uh, no, I start with the goalkeepers, and then I work my way up. Um, but he was my first striker that I bought. Uh,
1: the real story here is not is not Zlatan. It's no. It's remembering how much fun this game could be to watch when all of a sudden you have a really good midfielder in the park.
0: Yes. Okay. So Pogba was absolutely outstanding
1: after his first touch. Cause that yeah. first touch nearly led to a goal for about five yes.
0: minutes. <laughs> yes. The fir- first touch. Yes. But besides that, he was so good on the ball. He was great off the ball. He so light on his feet and it was so much fun to watch him play. It was truly, truly amazing. And, he set a high bar for himself with that first performance, but I definitely feel like he can live up to it.
1: Yeah, no, it was – watching this game with having like an actual – first of all, having an actual midfielder out there, it made Marwan Fellaini look really good. Uh, because, <laughs> I never
2: thought I'd and, hear you say that.
1: Oh, my oh, God, I still name. want him gone. I, I mean, I still want him gone, but I understand his value. I'm like, yeah, one one of these days, like, he's going to throw an elbow, and it's not going to be in the 88th minute. It's going to be in, like, the 7th minute because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's just what he do. That's just what he does. But, you know, Belgium's coach last year, who is no longer Belgium's coach, but he came out and said, like, Fellaini can play as the holding midfielder, but he has to be the holding midfielder. If you play him as part of two holding midfielders, he's really not good because it really takes away his role. Uh, and if you play him up, up higher up the field, he's effective. But like, would you rather have like, would you really want Marouane Fellaini as your number 10 when you could have like a player with skill there? No. So like when they play him as, so when, when they play him with Pogba, it really allows him to just sit around and. Control the middle of the park and let Pogba run all over the field and do whatever the hell Pogba wants, which is yep so much fun to watch.
0: Yes, but I I still feel like snydelin is a better option in that role,
1: though. I do too, but I understand the value that that Fellaini brings, and and I and you have to remember, Jose Mourinho was a big marijuana Fellaini guy. Remember when Chelsea visited Old Trafford last year? Jose Mourinho man marked Fellaini the entire game. He understands the threat that Fellaini can be, and uh, yeah, is Schneiderlin a better passer? Probably. Fellaini might be a better tackler, and that might be because his elbows and every and every limb of his <laughs> body fly wildly into people. True. But he is, and then his value on set pieces you can't deny, like defensively and offensively, and and this is why last year I sat around saying, why don't we make the guy a center back because, uh, like. When you pump a cross in, you want Fellaini to be on the end of that cross. And when the opposition pumps a cross in, you want Fellaini to be in the box. I mean, how many times have we seen him on a corner just head the ball right out? Yeah. And to have him sitting back there, almost making it like a back five, essentially, uh, and letting Pogba just roam around the field. and, And I mean, there were times where Pogba ended up in between three defenders and got out of it. It was like, holy, I haven't seen someone do this since Scholes was here. And it was so much fun to watch. And it allows him to give him that freedom. And that's going to make us really good. And what was so obvious in this game is United weren't even close to firing on all cylinders. You know, they are still not used to playing with each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are only going to get better. And when they get better, they are going to be scary good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think they're already scary good. Although maybe that's just saying the same thing that you are, that they're like, they're doing really well, and it's really apparent that they're not even close to their highest gear.
1: And remember what I said. Remember what I said at the beginning of the season was, you know, we didn't have a problem beating Liverpool and and Arsenal and Manchester City last year. We took 20-something points off the top teams. Our issue was we dropped points against Norwich and all these bottom teams. And with Mourinho, that's not going to happen. And already we went out and addressed some of the scoring issues. We're apparently shooting... And getting the same number of shots, we're shooting and, and doing that stuff and creating scoring chances at the same rate we were doing it last year. Uh, the same really bad rate we were doing it last year. But again, with Mourinho, we're getting the wins. We're getting the goals. Uh, and we're just not as boring while we're doing it.
0: And we're, yeah, and I think and, sort of like you were talking about before, though, with Arsenal. You know, you're going after your you know fifth choice striker or whatever. With the signings that United have made they've have, you know, they got players coming in straight into the starting 11 and sort of you know put everyone down a peg.
1: Right. And that's exactly what it was. And I, I spoke about it with my friend last week after the game. is, is We went after, in the, in the transfer, first of all, we identified four targets and we went out and got all four. Uh, we got our first choices in everything, which was nice because for the first time we didn't have to listen to, to Ed Woodward sit there and be like, hey, we're going to get Neymar and Gareth Bale this summer. Like, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> We were talking about how we went after quality over quantity, and that somehow gave us a lot of quantity in, in depth. Like now we have so much depth. We have, you know, we have not on the field was Jesse Lingard and Henrik Mkhitaryan and Marcus Rashford and you know and Memphis Depay. Like this is if if you want to rest Anthony Martial one day and and throw Memphis Depay out there, like we could do that. Mm-hmm. Like that's not such a downside and. I know Memphis last year like had his confidence broken and, and Louis Van Gaal sucked the ability to play out of him. And I'm sure Jose Mourinho is not really a big fan of him. But he came on for a cameo appearance against Bournemouth and he didn't look that bad. He was one of his better out. And all of a sudden we have tremendous depth, which is going to help us when we need to go out to... Uh, uh, where are we going? We're going to Turkey and we're going to the Netherlands in the Europa League. And we'll be able to send the U21s to the Ukraine so that we don't have to worry about that trip. And... This is a team that should not only be not only win the Premier League title, which they will, uh, they should win the Europa League as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, we'll see how they get I, on. I um, know it's
1: the Europa League, and I know nobody cares about the Europa League, but I think it would be really cool to win the Europa League and the Champions League in back-to-back years. That's where my dreams are right now. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And then fire wow. Mourinho before any of it can go wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that'd
2: be pulling an
0: uber-provenage. Yeah, no, it's nice to
1: see Polly being
0: optimistic for
1: once. <laughs> you don't need Joe. Uh, – I've been on my high horse for a while now. You don't need Jose Mourinho anymore. Like he uses – Jose Mourinho uses teams for, you know, his resume and his ego. So why not use him? Like, hey, you brought us in the good players. Like, cool, now we just need Ryan Giggs to pick the team and – tell these guys hey go play like we're going to play with Pogba in the middle uh give the ball to Martial at wide use your speed and if not cross the ball into Zlatan like we don't need a you know Real Madrid did the same thing last year when they said you know what screw it. we don't need a big name manager like let's just let Zidane pick our team because we have Bale and Benzema and Ronaldo and and uh uh Xabi Alonso No they don't have him anymore who no, do they, they have? don't
0: have him in and Sammy Cadera yeah
1: uh, But they have all these guys. Real Madrid Madrid finally said, we don't need a big-name manager. Let's just bring in our guy, who the fans want, and just pick the team. All we need is somebody to pick the team and say, hey, guys, go play. Use your talent. And they won the champions. And if United wanted to do that with Ryan Giggs after next year when Mourinho's already won his Premier League title, like, go ahead, by all means.
0: though. I mean, they start off with two wins here, Um, despite only having a very limited selection Players, but it feels like United are going to be way too strong for them. Uh,
1: yes, but again, the concern is you're playing on another one of those small fields, which you know they did, they did do to Bournemouth better than they did to Southampton. Uh, Uh, things are still coming around. There's still elements of the Louis van Gaal in their style. They're not generating as much offense as we think that they are just because they're playing more entertaining. But they still have the firepower. Yeah. Yes, they fired.
0: have on. exactly. 3-0. Um, I'm going
2: to go 1-0, menu.
1: That's that's what I'm going with. I think Hull's good enough to to keep them at bay, but United'll they'll find the breakthrough. Break them down
2: eventually. Oh.
1: Yeah, they'll get they'll get their breakthrough in like the 65th minute, and then before they could score another one, they're like going to be like, all right, we're good. Like sit back now.
0: Mm, no, I think uh, Sloten is going to have a field day with Davis and Livermore. Then uh, we're moving on until Sunday, where we got. West Brom, they take on Middlesbrough. Um, And then Manchester City go up against West Ham. We start with West Brom against Middlesbrough. Um, Yeah, Middlesbrough, I mean, they've gotten off to a good start. West Brom, sort of the start we anticipated. They got, you know, they got a win and they got a loss um, playing their style. Will Middlesbrough be able to cope with West Brom's physical, boring play?
1: i go to the to the West Brom expert here. That's you, Elliot. <laughs> oh, God.
2: At least, I, I mean, I'd rather be a West Brom expert than uh, just Tony Pulis expert, but I'm... Uh, I don't know. I I think that this is a game that is not worth waking up for. <laughs> I, I'm i going to give this to Middlesbrough 1-0, um, but I don't... Uh, God, Tony Pulis, I, I just can. Can we just like, instead of hosting a second referendum on Brexit, can we get Britons to host a referendum to ban him from ever managing in the EPL again?
0: I mean, he he's not the most fun manager as far as setting up his team, um, but
1: but at the same time, he's only setting up the players that he has.
2: Yes. Yeah. But he's got, I mean, he's got some good players. Like, Rondon isn't terrible. I think we all think Barahino is a great talent. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I hate his style of football and his baseball cap.
0: But, I mean, looking, if you look at Moore, though, I mean, what do you have behind that, really? You got Rondon, you got Barahino. Yeah, two good players but there's not a lot of creativity behind those two.
2: That that is a good point. I mean, that's, I think, really the Achilles heel of this team, and yet at the same time, do they even have an Achilles? Because I don't know that even if they had that creative player to spur on the attack that Tony Pulis would do anything different in setting up his team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going 1-1. Yeah, I think I'm doing that too. Yeah. Damn it, Seb. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Trying to make up points on Elliott here.
0: Yep. Then we got Manchester City-West Ham. Uh, City looking good so far. Uh, West Ham, they just crashed out of the Europa League again in the you know final qualification playoff. So now they only have to worry about the domestic games again.
1: But they haven't been looking good
0: ever at all. No. Which, that, that is true.
2: They'll kick on eventually, they, but... Yeah. I mean... <laughs> oh, they've got three times as many points as Arsenal. Hey.
1: That's not that hard to do anymore. Yeah. This is. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost safe to say this, and I think after this weekend it will be safe to say this. Uh, for this whole wide-open title race that we were talking about at the beginning of the year... It's like we're two weeks in. and It's already a two horse race.
2: Well, it appears that way. I would say I don't. I don't think, that I think you can call it that entirely. But um.
1: it's one of the. I know. And look, I know this is an early call, and I'm the first one to tell you this. And I always say, like, if you if you're going to tell me that a team has the title in the bag in November, um, I have a bridge to sell you. But it, this is a two horse race. I think, man. I think this is going to be like a Bayern Munich. Dortmund situation where City and United kind of just run away with this thing.
2: I, I mean, I, I can, I can see it unfolding that way also. But I, I just think that there's the par, the parody that we saw last year. You know, even if nobody looks like they're really going to challenge, it, it's I just going bar- to be born out, and there's going to be at least one other team that. Is at least mathematically in it until at mm. least mid-April.
1: But, I mean, who? Like, y- yeah, they're mathematic. I'm not saying that they're gonna. I'm not saying that they're gonna win this thing in March, like like the Bundesliga does. Yep. But you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a team like Spurs and Arsenal who are mathematically in it, like they were last year. But really, it was. It w- we are watching from from March on. We were watching Leicester's title celebration. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just said it. Like we, I said it. You know, this team, United's not firing on all cylinders. They're still scary good. You said they're already scary good. Yeah. Uh, you look at Manchester City; they are scary good. Uh, Aguero is already firing on really high cylinders. What did I say he was going to get like thirty-five goals this year? Yeah. For as for as much as Seb is going to be, could be right about Zlatan. Like I could be right about Aguero yeah. just as much. They are both just firing at will right now. Um and yeah, there's parody in the league. You know, we just saw Bournemouth, uh not Bournemouth, Burnley, Burnley. And beat Liverpool. Mm. That's going to happen in this league. But with with United and City, both those teams are scary good. It'll happen to them significantly less. And you want a team that's gonna keep keep the chase on, what other team can you say is that much better than anybody else? See, I I don't know. I, the, you can't the two... say it about Chelsea. You certainly can't say it about Arsenal. You can't no. say it about Tottenham. You no. can't say it about Leicester. You can't even say it about Chelsea. I'm,
2: But I'm looking more at Man U and Man City in this and thinking about it as a two-horse race. And the thing is that I can see I mean, I said it a couple of weeks ago that I think that Manchester United could run away with the title, just period. Right? But I also think that they could, you know, have their purple patch end, hit a rough patch, and then Mourinho benches Laton for a couple games, and then their egos devour each other like two beta fish in a bowl. And what if he's, but if he also
1: Zlatan, we have Rashford. That's not a big deal. Well, uh, I don't.
2: I, I my faith in Mourinho's ability to lose a dressing room is huge. So but, yes, r- and like, I have
1: the exact same faith.
2: But I also think that you know with yes, City his it,
1: ability to lose a dressing room cup. Well,
2: yeah, I I don't know. I I think that City could also hit the stumbling block of Aguero's on pace for thirty five goals. Now Aguero's out for two months. You know, like yeah. so, suddenly, where did our defense go? Yeah, and and so it's it's not so much that I think that. Any of these teams after the first two weeks look even close to as good as Manchester United or Manchester City because I don't. But it's that I can see that you know with the parity that we saw last year, they're not going to be that far behind. And I can see scenarios in which both Man U and City slip up a little bit and drop points that they otherwise should be taking. So yes, I- right, so
1: like right now, right now you're naming people. Um, you're naming people that that I wouldn't be concerned about if Zlatan goes down for a few days. For a few games, I think Rashford can handle that. I and, see. I agree on a personnel. Uh, personnel. Agüero. If Agüero goes down, between uh, Ighinacho and Gabriel Jesus, they'll City will be fine. The issue with both teams. The issue with United. If Pogba goes down, now you're back to having Carrick and Fellaini out there, and yeah, you could still win those games, but it'll be the same grinded out, figure out a way to score that that we saw over the last two years. Um, if Vincent Company goes down long term, are City ever going to be able to recover from that? No. That those are the questions that that have to be asked. You know, City's still fragile at the back, United kind of fragile at the back. I, I think they'll be better when uh when Smalling comes back, and then they'll be able to have Daily Blind as the utility guy. But there's still questions there. And I mean, Marcos Rojo has been rumored to be getting sold for a while. Like, can we get him out of here already? No. But yeah, I think City and United are just going to run away with this. And yeah. please, get me to September 10th already so that I can watch United beat the crap out of these guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, after we get back from the international break, it is time for the first Manchester derby of the season. But first and foremost, then, City against West Ham. West Ham, they have a lot of injuries, especially, you know, Dimitri Paye and Carroll, and record signing Andre Ayew. So they need to get healthy if they are going to have any shot at, you know, Getting back into the Europa League qualifications, <laughs> so yeah, I mean City three nil. I'm four. going. I'm going. Yeah, three nil. City. No. no!
2: <laughs>
1: Sorry. Sorry.
2: Yep. Uh, I'll just. I'll just go two nil. I'll just go two nil.
1: I might. No. i will I'll. I'll save it at three. I'm not going to go to four. But
2: yeah. Seb <laughs> yep. you're poison chalicing us. Yeah. <laughs> the Europa League of our predictions.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. We'll see what it's happens. It's the second round of the League Cup right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll Europa League.
0: We'll be back after the weekend, and we'll talk. We'll you know dedicate some time on these Champions League and Europa League draws that took place here.
1: We're gonna get and back to what We're back to normal yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So we'll talk to you after the weekend. Until then. You can always follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Noren. Polly is PQastel W S A M. And Elliot is Keats was better. So, and today's CK is the main Twitter handle for today's corner kick. So until then, have a good one. Good and the world is left to wonder, how on earth did that happen?